what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. Apple just recently had their Spring Forward event where they announced new products and updates to existing ones. What were those announcements? And are any of them getting our panel interested or excited about new tech in their future? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on TheMesh.TV. My name is Alan Jackson, and I am very, very happy, as always, to welcome my co-host, my brother in tech, Brian Jackson. Brian, how are you doing? Uh, I'm really good hearing that you are very, very happy to introduce me. Um, I, I didn't, didn't think that was the case, but yeah, if you're actually enjoying our time together, I appreciate hearing that. Well, I didn't say that. Uh, I'm oh, more okay. excited about recording a show because I like talking about tech, and you just happen <laughs> to be the person on the other end of the line, so it just works understood, out. Understood, understood. Now, right. now I understand my brother's on the other side, so good. Yeah, I feel much more comfortable now. So. I'm good. I'm good, Alan. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So yeah, well, well, and Brian Jackson, uh, and just you know, because I feel like I, I need to still kind of make sure I give nice proper introductions to everybody. Because you're very, very excited to do so. Yep. Because I'm very excited to give up to, uh, introductions. Brian is a professor of kinesiology at Pacific University and also a product director at Synaptic. And uh, then I'm, uh, what am I doing? I'm a producer <laughs> of online content with Jackson Creative, director with Jackson Creative, and also survey research work with Jackson Insight, as well as helping the other guest we're going to introduce here uh, manage this whole podcast network that we're talking about, the Mesh.TV here. So Mary Margaret Baker is joining us. And in case those of you familiar with us will know that she is actually our sister in tech. So Mary Margaret, how are you doing today? Okay. Mary Margaret's doing great. (laughs) (laughs) She is. She is excited to be here as well. Almost speechless, yep. you could say. Almost. Yep, it's just, you know, I, I felt the d- dramatic pause happen there. Yeah, so. That's right. <laughs> May Margaret, are you with us? Okay. So um, <laughs> tonight's episode is going to be about Wi-Fi connectivity and speed. <laughs> We're going to talk about how to make sure you stay connected when online. <laughs> Oh, this is perfect. Oh, I perfect. heard her. I mean, are you there? Oh, there, she, there is. she is. There she is. Hi. My little thing was moving the whole time. Nobody could hear right, me. Oh. Mark, you're talking way too high technical jargon for me. I'm not following you. You said your little thing was moving. <laughs> the waveforms. Oh, the Alan, so this, so this is interesting. Yeah. So actually, when you put this together, Alan, we may actually hear we, lots of interesting words coming out of May Margaret's <laughs> mouth. We may hear May Margaret. Okay. I don't understand. I was talking. Uh, uh, I was charming. I felt felt good about it. And everybody was laughing at me. Well, <laughs> just, just like my it childhood. Was, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> And we bring it all back to and there we go. real life. Perfect. Very, guys, very okay. good. So, 
Now that I think we have everybody here, yes, everybody's together. Welcome, May Margaret. I was just in the midst of introducing you, our sister in tech. So it's actually yes. our yes. our sister, May Margaret Baker, yes. calling in from the West Coast, joining us as well, where Brian is, is also. And yes. uh, how you doing, May Margaret? I'm doing well, thank you, sister yeah, in real glad life. To have you here, sister in learning tech. I'm getting there. Yeah, now you're 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 very techy. Uh, you you. Uh, We'll be exploring more of like I think your real strength in in, in tech in a future episode Absolutely. when we talk about social media, especially. But still, want to hear your thoughts and feedback on some things we're going to talk about today as well. I mean, Margaret is a uh, creative director with Jackson Creative, uh, a company that I'm close to and work with. We work uh, coast to coast using technology on a daily basis to work with clients and work on projects together. So. Um, so guys, the reason I've asked you all here is, uh, thanks for you showing know, up, May Margaret. We, Happy to do it. We've, we've been doing this technology talk, talk program for quite a while now. And Brian and I have made no, no, we've, we've not hidden the fact that, you know, we are Apple Macintosh people. We, yeah. and May Margaret is the same way. So right now I'll go ahead and tell everybody listening to this. If you're really don't like hearing Apple news or Apple Mac products, well, you can skip ahead to the next episode because for the next uh, you know, little bit, we're going to talk Apple announcements, mainly because it just happened a couple of days ago. They had an event, their big spring forward event, where they basically dumped a whole lot of updates, a whole lot of products and a couple new products out there for us to uh, to ponder on over. So yeah. I thought it'd be a good time for us to get together and let's just let's talk through what some of those new products are, because somebody may be listening and not really understand what a certain product is that they rolled out or if an upgrade is something that maybe is worthwhile or not. So I thought we might be able to help and uh, give some insight into those announcements that were just, uh, just brought out. Does that sound like a plan? Yep. Sounds good. And and just to, to make sure we clarify, we do not have hands on on any of these products yet, right? They were just announced. So this is our gut reaction, but I will say, uh, not to give anything away, but all of these products are things that we have experience with, with older versions of or previous versions of. So I think that we can, True. you know, at least talk about whether we're excited or not of these things and what, what yeah. it might be able to do for us. So Absolutely. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of hit one at a time. And I just want you guys, we're going to give our thoughts, opinions, feedback. What do we like? What do we don't like what we're hearing? Does this sound like an interesting upgrade or interesting new product or not? Or why not? Okay. First off, we're going to mention the fact that Apple announced new updated iPad Pros. Okay, let me give you a couple of little facts about these iPad Pros. Uh, in case you're not aware, you know, Apple's been moving all of their computer and device line to their own internal chips that they've been making, processor chips. So this iPad Pro is going to be using the company's new, they call it their M1 chip, which so far has been doing really, really well performance-wise on every other device. It's got a new type of screen that's using an array of LEDs that are brighter, better color resolution, and it's a technology called Mini LED, which I'm I had not been familiar with up to this point, but curious to learn more. The front-facing camera on it has an ultra-wide lens that can actually automatically pan to keep the human being at the subject of the shot in the middle of the shot. So in other words, a little more uh, AI on the camera to actually follow the person that's in front of the iPad in case you move further out of the screen or not. Um, and it's also got an improved USB connector. It connects to higher resolution monitors and so forth. 
So that's the iPad Pro. The biggest thing is it's got new chip on it. So supposedly that'll make it really fast. It's the same chip that's on desktop computers. Uh, you got the new brighter screen and you've got that uh, cool camera with the uh, following technology on the front. So who here uh, has an iPad Pro currently? I mean, Margaret, you do, I believe. Brian does. I do. No, I, do. I all three of us do. No, no, I just changed you. mine. Yes. Ooh. Because my okay. iPad Pro was, which I did have a Pro. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. it died. It's Ooh. you know the the I got the black screen. I got the Geek Squad working on it. I did all the stuff, and mm-hmm. they told me um there was no hope for it. So. Um, I'm wow. very protective of my iPad too. So there was no dropping, there was no water, mm-hmm. there was no damage, no dust, nothing. And um, yeah, it's it died. So I actually went mm. with the iPad Air. Nice, okay. nice, sure, that's good. Smart move. Yeah. Well, hearing about the iPad Pro update here, anything sound intri- intriguing to you? Anybody have a, a desire to look at upgrades or just? something really strikes them about what they're hearing here on the new, the new models. Brian, you got well, anything? Yeah. Well, I'll say uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, a couple of things that, um, that I mentioned one, I'm just, I'm always happy when the iPad gets an update in terms of processor, because mm-hmm. I think it means I'm one step closer to being able to use one for real work, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. To potentially move away from, you know, a laptop and go towards uh, an iPad. So anytime it, you know, they have a, a jump in processor. And of course, this is with the M1 chip. It means it's, you know, it's got the same as a, as a laptop chip, right? So it can do, uh, you know, the same, uh, the same amount of, pro- well, close at least to the same amount of processes. So I think that, that excites me. I like the fact that it's, uh, it seems to, um, uh, I mean, I think if you're going to use it for, uh, a little better work and to be able to, uh, to kind of, uh, do a lot of your activities on it. I think the, the new screen is kind of interesting to me. Uh, the center stage part, which is the, you know, tracking of you. I, I, I'm interested in see how that works. Um, Mm -hmm. so right now, a lot of the work that I do, um, involves working with Microsoft teams and teams does the same thing, but it does it via, it just, it just takes a portion of your screen. So if I were to zoom with someone or to, to to chat with someone and I make the screen a little smaller, it zooms in. And then if that person were to move, then it kind of uses that portion of the screen to move. So I'd be interested to know. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it's doing. I'm assuming the yeah. camera in the iPad is not moving, right? Yeah. That's why they're doing the ultra wide, right? To be able to take a portion of the screen and just moving with you Correct. or to determine what it highlights. But I think that's really interesting. Um, but again, most importantly, the fat, even though it's already fast with the iPad pro, the previous version, the faster they can make it, the, the more features that it can bring in to make real work happen. Cause if you remember a few years ago when they finally did a good update, that's when they started allowing, you know, two, two programs at once to be able to mm. do the overlay, all of a sudden work started happening, right. And people yeah, have to actually true. use it. So. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm excited about. May Margaret? Yeah, I I looked at the Pro again, as I said, since my first one died, but I was thinking about getting upgrade on stuff. Um, a lot of my work comes in on a daily basis on more of a design side and mm-hmm. those elements. So the, the 
speed, while I enjoy that just because everybody does, right? Um, the the creative elements for me come in more with the apps and the the uh, the screen, the detail that's involved and in, and in pencil use and things like that. So um, any anything new on an iPad, I'm excited about. I love an iPad. I do have a, a keyboard that I can hook on and mm-hmm. um, have tried to get to where now, at least if I'm not at the house, I can take it to a coffee shop or something else and actually do more functional work with it. So I'm shifting there. Um, unfortunately, I never think I'll, I don't think I'll ever get away from having to have uh, a bigger screen, but still any update on the iPad I'm excited about because I do use that for more por- personal stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have an iPad pro. It's a fairly recent one. I think it was just from last year. And, uh, these announcements sound great. I don't really have any desire to look at an upgrade. I mean, my iPad pro is plenty fast for what I use it for. The screen is great already. The camera, it's a cool feature, but not anything I think I really feel like I need. So I'm, I'm good still for another couple of years probably. Um, but it's nice to see that they're putting a lot of emphasis on the pro version of the iPad. Cause I do think that's where, as Brian said, some interesting things could happen as far as people actually getting some work done. Uh, on the iPad, which is a big holdup. I mean, you either use the mm-hmm. iPad as a truly like personal device for watching stuff or reading things, or you do want to be somebody who wants to do something and make something or work on something on it. And it's gotten closer to that, but it's just still yeah. not for me. I, I could not, I could not work professionally in my career on an iPad pro like the whole time. It just uh, can't do it yet. And these, these advancements help move it closer to that, but still not there quite yet for me, but interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, another group of announcements was the iMac. So the iMac actually got also the custom M1 chip, which means they're going to be a lot faster. Uh, the computer itself is smaller, which I thought was interesting. It's actually 50% of the volume of the uh, previous version. Yeah. So much yeah. thinner, much thinner and mm-hmm. uh, smaller bezels around as well. It's a 24-inch built-in display. It's got a camera that'll do 1080p uh, high definition on the on the front-facing camera, which is an improvement because a lot of people complain that I think the iMac always used to have like a 720. Um, wasn't the best resolution. Now it's a lot yeah. better. Um, they do have a magnetic power connector, which I think is interesting. And then a keyboard that has a fingerprint sensor on it. So we're... Those of us on laptops have gotten used in recent years to having the fingerprint sensor on the keyboard. Desktop users had never had that. So now the iMac does have a keyboard with the uh, ability to put your finger on to unlock things on your on your computer. Yeah. So with that, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, iMac users, any feedback on just the iMac uh, on what's happening there? I am. I am a devout laptop user. I've mm-hmm. used a laptop for at least ten years now, so I I don't own an iMac, never have, but um, I'm still you know happy to see it. Of course, advancements happening, but any thoughts anybody else have? I'm so in I have the same a, I have, as Alan. I've always had no, a laptop. No. So I can I can I can bring the I can bring the information here. Okay, so uh, I've had an iMac. Um, See, I had one in the house at one point, but at my work, I uh, had years and years and years that I was uh, working on an iMac. My lab, we have about 10 iMacs in there right now. And um, I think they're, I think they are a great, uh, 
crate machines. Uh, they've been incredibly well made. Uh, I find that you know those devices, which now are really old, uh, they're still rock solid for me. So, so I'm I'm excited about it. Although I will say, you know, in my in my own office, I've moved away and just have my laptop that I carry from home to the work and plug into different uh, monitors. But the things that I'm excited about with this, I think it it you know the smaller of the, of a um, body size means that you can start to do a little bit more with it. You can put it in different places. You can potentially move it. I'm imagining that's what the magnetic power cords for as well, so that potentially you can pick it up and go. So now it really becomes almost like the iPad, but it's that already has a stand built in, right? That you're kind of moving around in different places. Um, I just I loved I love to see how Apple and all tech companies that have started making, you know, the similar power, but with a smaller uh, footprint. And I think it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a very slick looking thing. Of course, you didn't mention the colors, Alan, which of course. I did not mention the colors right? because honestly, yeah. I, 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 I'm not a colors fan. Don't even, fine. yeah, don't even pretend. Don't even pretend. I know you're looking at the orange uh, iPad, you know, but yet they have a matching key keyboard, which is kind of cool. Right. So now all of a sudden yeah. they're probably promoting it maybe to, you know, to kids or to college students or to somebody that, you know, has wants a different look and have it be a centerpiece in their, uh, in their room. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I still, don't, I don't know exactly what the market is for the desktop mm-hmm. anymore, given that laptops are so powerful, but of course I've been saying the same thing for a while about, you know, tablets and laptops, right? Eventually someone's going to say, well, I don't know why I would buy something that has a, <laughs> keyboard already on it and can only be held in one way and can't have a touchscreen when I can have something just as powerful uh, and put a keyboard on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, Apple obviously has to do some things to try to keep some of these lines going, right? And for someone who has a desk job, maybe does creative work at a desk and wants a very pretty powerful machine, here you go, right? So. Well, and I think it's interesting too. I think it's some sort of anniversary of the iMac, like the initial um, unveiling. If you keep in mind, I mean, within like the first year or two of the original iMac coming out, they rolled out ones with color. So it's kind of nice to see them kind of come full circle a little bit with that. Again, I I have no care or interest on the colors, but I, uh, I I always just like seeing that the models are still moving forward. Um, there's obviously a market out there for them for the IMAX to, 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 to sell like they are. So, all right, guys, Although, those uh, two, real quick though, Alan, do you yeah, think yeah. though? I mean, if you you know if you guys look at what this IMAX looks like, it looks profile wise almost exactly like an iPad with a Snap-on keyboard, like with the Magic Keyboard or whatever that. Whatever the may, Margaret. I think you may have that keyboard, right? Or at least Wes does, or somebody. Wes but, does, yeah. It's called okay. the Magic Keyboard. That's Magic. the Apple One. Yep. Yeah. And it's super slick. I mean, when it's on there, it is rock solid, right? But it really looks like, it looks like an iMac, right? When it's put on a miniature version of an iMac. So I kind of, I I keep wondering where Apple's going, you know, is it that they're trying to mesh all these things together eventually to say, okay, now all those lines are gone and we just have one thing, right? That kind of works for everything or one version. Um, You know, and there's been talk a lot for a long time now about, is the Mac going to go away? And is everything going to be iOS or is everything going to be, you know, um, Mac OS and iOS together? But uh, it's nice to see them continue to, to update this, though. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm curious, too. I'm To me, you know, it's like you look at the Apple line of products and you got your laptops, which are 
great, makes sense. There's a real practical need for those. You've got the Mac minis, which I think are also on the opposite end of the spectrum where you need just like a stationary computer, but you don't need, you know, you want to be able to plug and play your own stuff and just have a singular purpose for it. The iMac has always been that kind of floating in between where it's like, well, it's stationary, but yet you can't really, you know, customize it. It's built in screen, all these other things. So it's always been a weird thing for me to think about how to use. And, um, but I, yeah, you agree. I'm looking at the profile of it and yeah, it does look like a really freaking big iPad on those, Mm -hmm. that cool new stand. And, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. And notice that. Yeah. All right, guys, this has all been great and fun, but let's talk about the real update here. Okay. I mean, yes. we got to get to this. Uh, I am a devout Apple TV user. I've recommended it on shows before. I, I use the Apple TV on a daily basis. It is my go-to like source of everything, but man, do I hate the remote on it? Oh. Absolutely hate the remote. The, the latest Apple TV, the 4K version, the little glass, you know, uh, uh, gl- um, with the, uh, the what do you call it? up top. Touchscreen mm-hmm. top where mm-hmm. you f- slide around oh, your thumb yeah. to navigate. It's annoying. Okay. It's really tough. I'm always turning it around, yep. never importing it the right way. Very frustrating. So Apple did release. Yeah, they released an Apple TV box, a new one, but whatever. What we're really focusing on <laughs> is the remote. Okay. It's really the remote we're talking about. It's an aluminum remote instead of it being glass. So I've already shattered one remote I've had. So Mm. I'm happy to hear that. It has dedicated buttons for navigating the menus. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is good. And uh, so that would be nice. Not have to worry about it being turned around. It'll actually be like it's a aluminum, which I think will make it stand out more on my black furniture I have in my my, uh, den. (laughs) And uh, just if nothing else, I just I'm so tired of trying to click and realizing I've got the remote turned upside down and it's frustrating. Yep. So yep. anyway, um, anybody else share my pain on this? Is that, is that uh, just me? I'm, I am right with you. Okay. Hey, Margaret, you're a new Apple TV user, correct? I am. I am yeah. new as of Christmas. I yes. got one. Okay. Um, I've, I was Roku before, still have several mm-hmm. Rokus throughout the house, but um, mm-hmm. had dropped enough hints that I would like an Apple TV <laughs> because everybody else in the family had one. So yes. I got one in my stocking at Christmas and I haven't said much to you guys about it because I know how oh, much no. you guys loved it. What is she doing? Alan? What is she doing, Alan? She's going to drop the truth here. Hold on. Alan, just, cut, cut her Wi-Fi. Cut her Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> abort. Abort. <laughs> I mean... It's pretty and the screen stuff's really clear, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know about all the hype and to, to, I guess, top that off is I too hate the remote. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the remote is, the remote is heinous. There really is, bad. there is at least probably twice a week that bad words are said at the remote when someone's trying to find something, you know, specifically my husband. So it's, it is, um, I, I just didn't see the appeal. I thought maybe you guys liked it. I don't know. But like I said, I kind of just didn't say anything to you because you were so pro Apple TV. We're still pro Apple TV, but the remote sucks. Yeah. 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 We can can talk about that another time, but the remote, yes, I don't like. So I'll be very happy. Now, can well, that is one thing that's going to be remedied. Do, can I good. get a remote for my Apple TV or do I have to buy a new Apple yes. TV? 
Yes, you can. You can okay. buy one that backward compatible, which okay, I was great, very great. excited to see. Yeah, fifty nine dollars, cool. yep. and you can get. I mean, the it's pricey, but yes, you can do it. Um, yes. Yeah, there is the new Apple TV 4K box, which you know I, I, I am a TV resolution nerd, so I'm I'm always like excited to see this. But honestly, you know, it's a new processor on it. It says it can do high frame rate HDR video, which. I guess I didn't even realize that the one I have now isn't doing high frame rate HDR video. <laughs> um, so none of that really, I mean, I'm just, I, I guess I'm to a yeah. point now with my Apple TV. I'm like, ah, I don't really know how to make it look better at this point. But um, the one thing I thought was kind of interesting is it, it has a feature now where you can use your iPhone as kind of a calibration tool. So in other words, your iPhone sitting wherever you are in the room you can turn it on with the Apple TV and say, I want to calibrate my picture. And it's going to take the, use the camera on your phone to kind of determine the lightness, the, 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 the makeup of your room. So it can kind of help do an adjustment. That's really going to be custom made for you instead of just using an out of the box setting. That is pretty cool. That's, pretty That's a good yeah. feature. Um, is it worth me paying $179 for a new Apple TV? Not right no. now, but no. um, is it worth it for the remote? Um, yeah, but again, I, I, I guess I could pay the 59 bucks and just get one for my existing one. But, um, I'm just happy to hear that Apple TV is still getting updates. That's always my fear is that they just let that, that product languish for so long. And it just seems like it just isn't doing as much as it could do. And, yeah. um, yeah. So well, I use you know. my remote or I use my phone as my remote now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do too. just yeah. to, to bypass some of the stress. <laughs> No, yeah, I, we're with you on that. Yeah. Well, I have a log- I have a Logitech remote that I swear by. It's got physical keys on it. It's just it fits perfect in the hand, and I can use it for lots of things, not just the uh, the TV. So that immediately is the first thing that I do is to go away from that remote. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I will say when I when I moved to our new house and had to use the Apple remote for a little while before I got all the Logitech reset up again. It's pretty slick to be, I mean, it can do what you want to do if you can teach it how to do it. Like if you know, okay, I press and hold this and this happens and all that. But the frustrations of accidentally touching the wrong place, you know, to accidentally clicking the wrong thing, you know, at wrong times and not having a power button, which I noticed they've put on the the new one, which is great because that means instead of having to press and hold something, click down to something else to turn everything off you could probably program that to turn your TV off and the Apple TV, which I think is great. Right. Um, So I think there's some really slick things that could, could happen. And, you know, I'll probably use it on one of my TVs, you know, to have uh, maybe take a chance at a new remote. um, Cause I do think it's, it's uh, it obviously will work well. And the beauty of using apples is that it can give you lots of other functionality they can put in place. Um, Yeah. And, you know, and I'll try not to get too upset at May Margaret not being excited about the Apple TV yeah. itself, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm comparing it to a Roku, and I have a Roku. I have two Rokus, and I have a, a Chromecast. Yeah. Um, price-wise, yes, Roku is fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. User experience, well lacking in terms of things, but... Um, but I think what's really cool here, here's, here's Alan, when you mentioned like, are we excited about the new processor? No, I don't see anything that I'm missing processor wise now, but I do know that given that they're getting 
games to start using more of the uh, the Apple TV, which I don't do, but I could imagine the better processor means they can do better games or they can That's do a good point. better experiences. I mean, here's Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. I'd love to see them bring some more. I mean, even though I'm, I'm not, I don't have, I don't play games right now currently on the Apple TV. I think if there was some more high end, high powered games, instead right. of the more right now, it's a lot of the casual games that you may play on your iPhone. You can also do on your Apple TV. I think if they could actually get to where they're playing some bigger, higher end, more power intensive games, I think they could not only bring in a lot more users, um, it would actually, you know, get somebody like me to say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I actually do want to play a game like like my my boys do." And sure, give it a whirl. Yeah. I would probably do it more. So, yeah, yeah. But I, but I do think you know, for a lot of people, uh, and May Margaret, maybe this is where you are. I don't know. Uh, this is kind of where I was initially. That I look and say, "Well, the Chromecast, very small, cheap, right, inexpensive, uh-huh. can do." the apps, the same apps, right? Can do Netflix. It can do YouTube TV. It can do these things. It's, it's great. Um, but you also start to notice that there's a difference when you start having a processor in there. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize it initially, like the old Apple TV, the very first one, which didn't really have any storage, didn't really have a very good processor. There were things it could do, but there were also limits of what it could do beyond that, right? And now what you start to see, just one example, all three of us use YouTube TV still, right? Yes. You know, you go to YouTube TV on a Roku and you go to your guide and you click down and you're looking for something. Well, the preview doesn't roll. Like you're not seeing a preview of that channel if you're highlighted on that channel. You go to an Apple and Apple TV does. And I think that's simply because it has a processor built in that can handle those things. And, you know, it can can add these extra little features. You go to an ESPN app and all of a sudden you can get four screens playing different things on your one screen, whereas, you know, that same app and another device can't. I'm not suggesting it's the best at everything. I'm just saying that when people say, you know, I, I need Netflix and I can do it both directions. Yes, you're exactly right. But there is a reason why, something that has a processor can give you maybe worth the extra money, right? I'm not going to say Apple is worth the $200 to, to pay if you're only watching Netflix, but there are little things that it can do, which I think is, which is exciting. So. And I yeah. think hopefully maybe with the new remote that I don't yeah. get frustrated with, maybe I can right. actually sit down and learn a little more because right. Right. that first initial user experience was not great whenever I'm pulling it out of the box and I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to sync it with my TV and I'm trying to do all this other stuff. It wasn't easy because you're fumbling with this remote and I wasn't used to it. It's a very foreign feel if you're coming from touch buttons. Right. So the, I mean, and it's even just coming from a Roku remote, right? Like the Roku Mm -hmm. I could get to and go and boom. And I was, it was quick and easy, but so maybe with a new remote, I'm willing to learn a little more and figure it out to get more use out of it. Because right now I'm yeah. literally doing the same thing that I do on my Roku, which is go to click right. and play, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, and that's one kind of quick little piece. I mean, for someone who is looking at a streaming device, and thinking that the Apple TV, the new Apple TV, maybe that's the best one. It, it certainly, I think, is better than the last one, simply because of the remote. 
if you're getting a fifty dollar okay. remote that actually works rather than having to go buy something else, you know, I mean, just a quick example, we gave our parents right a a, a newer Apple TV so that they could do add apps and everything, which of course the original ones couldn't. But that remote was a killer. Try to get, you know, try to get your parents who have been used to physical keys to try to use a touchscreen. It's a nightmare. So they actually, which is one thing I'll, um, I will say I'm happy that Apple has done is allowed backward compatibility too. They used the old remote, which actually had a physical key on it, the little silver one, um, which you can get to use. So, yeah, I would say, you know, for people, uh, this this is exciting for people who I would never have encouraged an Apple TV simply because of the remote. At least mm-hmm. I can now say it's a great device, and I am assuming with these clickable buttons that the experience will be less frustrating. So, yeah, fair enough. I don't think that covers that. Good. Uh, we got two more quick announcements. We'll just kind of hit these. I don't think these will be quite as much to get into on it. But uh, Apple has finally announced. I mean, I say finally because I follow. Apple News, and this has been rumored for, gosh, a year now at least. And they finally did release what they call AirTags. So basically, it is a, uh, a competitor to Tile. It is the idea of purchasing a little tag that they will sell for $29 a piece that you can affix to things like your keys, um, your, you know, what, well, your backpack, your other things your that camera, you can keep track your, of, your camera. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can go online using the Find My app on your various devices, the same ones you would use to find your friends when you have you're connected to your friends that way, and to find them. Now, how does this differ from like Tile? Which you know, Tile. I know Brian, you and I have used that. I mean, Margaret, I don't know if you have or not, but um, Brian, you actually got me one for Christmas a few years ago. I still use it for my keys, and um. How is it different from that? The only thing I'm understanding is that it's they built in a lot more precision, they say anyway, precision finding. And it's kind of a neat idea is that you can use your phone if you're getting close to it or you're in a proximity of it and the phone can kind of guide you, almost like point you in the direction of where you need to go, like hotter or colder yeah. of getting to yeah. that device, which is cool. That's really cool because that's mm-hmm. not something you're really able to do with other devices that I'm aware of. Um, they just basically say, here's where it is, and it's up to you to go go find it. Um, so I, I, I like that. I mean, 30 bucks basically for one, eh, you know, that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of price, price tag to put behind just tracking yeah. things. But yeah. I know at least with Apple, it's going to be a very cohesive, integrated experience. Thoughts on AirTags? Excited? Not excited? Uh, couldn't care less? Me and Margaret, why don't you jump in? Well, I would, I would love to try it. I do not have a tile because Brian did not get me one for Christmas. <laughs> but oh, right, right. that was that special Christmas I'll, where we I'll said Dixney on the present day. Wait yeah. a minute, that was the Christmas where we kind of made a, a an agreement that we were just going to buy a gift for the one sibling that we really, really yeah. admired the most. Okay, I remember that. Uh, and I uh, still use my iPad Pro, Alan. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it's it. Fun. I love it. Yeah. Oh, no, this we're joking. Fun. No, we're this joking. Is good, guys. That was when we drew. That was when we drew names. Brian just drew my name. That was the only reason yeah. he got me the title. So we, we kid. We kid. Sure. It was an sure. iPad. It was an iPad Air. So no big <laughs> <laughs> So you're curious, me, Margaret. You're I, interested. I am. I'm very curious. I'm. I'm. I would be willing to be a tester for this. You know, 
for the family, yeah. you know. <laughs> for the family, you take one on the chin for the family. I will, and, I will, yes. And uh, take the air, air, the uh, air tags. Yes. So, what would you use it for? Like, what would primarily be your your things that you want to keep track of? Um, all my cards, right? The um, mm-hmm. loyalty stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a big big fan of that because I have a lot of them. That's a big. Mm-hmm big issue for me is keeping up with them and stuff. So I'm, that's my biggest, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm the one that would pull that out of my wallet and I stand there at the checkout line and search through a gazillion cards that are heavy. And I'm happy to transfer all of that and scan. Okay. So AirTags doesn't do that. Well then I'm out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to play so- Air tags Why is it are not do that? little little circle disc, yeah, that you actually physically attach to something. Yes, but and they're thick. Does. They're thick. They're thick, kind of like a. Um, a yeah, I don't, you, yeah, you wouldn't want to put one on each card. No, yeah. no, no. It's now, but, if you put that on the on the wallet that you have those cards in. Yes. If you only use that wallet certain times and you don't always have it on you, that absolutely is a good way to do it. Okay. So where, did I put, where did I put my stack of loyalty cards? Right, right, right. No, I always okay. have them. Um, but that's the oh. problem, right? Is hmm. I don't want to. Oh, I get you. Okay. Yeah. So you're wanting to not have to carry them around, but then also still know where they are when you need to grab them, right? Of course. I store that. Yeah. I'd like to be able I to see. go to, be able to, instead of carrying them for every outing I ever go on, right? I don't know. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm a planner. I'd like to have it with me whenever I can go, but I don't, I keep six different purses. You guys aren't purse carriers. You don't well, know. Alex, <laughs> So knowing where they are. Yeah, absolutely. That's the key. Okay. My, All right. Then my, you're cool. Then, I mean, then you got that. What? Your keys, your, my mm-hmm. tags, yeah. my, I mean, I call those my tags, I guess. I keep my keys, my, um, all that stuff. I transfer six different purses from different days. Yeah. It'd be nice. I have upstairs, downstairs, my kids take a wallet to the store, whatever. It'd be nice to have cool. just a, a handle yep. on where everything is. That's my goal. That would do it then. That would yep. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Alan, do you know from the announcement how how big are these? I can't t- I mean I'm, yeah. I'm from what I'm seeing they look to be about you know quarter quarter, quarter size. size quarter, is what quarter the size. Looks like. okay. Yeah, okay. about quarter size I think. Okay. Um, and which is good and well, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, because that, um, so so here's here's my take is that yes, they're going to, I, I think they're going to be great. I love that they're going to integrate with Find My, the Find My app, right? Which I think has very little use right now, right? At least for me, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Okay, I can find my iPad, right? If I, I'm on my phone or vice versa. Um, but to be able to go to that Find My app and see lots of things, it's like, oh, cool. I can find my camera. Where did I leave my camera? Mm-hmm. But, I, but I would want to make sure that it is, I mean, what Tile has done so well and one of the things I'm frustrated about because I hate seeing companies that have done a great job get pushed out of the market, which I know they will. I mean, Tile's not going to be around in you know in a couple of years, right? They're just going to get uh, they're going to go by the wayside, which is unfortunate because I think they've they've fit a need that people have had. Um, but you know, Tile right now has done a great job in that they have different 
they'd have different um, uh, shapes and sizes of these things for different reasons, right? You've got the keychain one. You've got uh, little dots that you can stick on something, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a credit card, one that's a little bit bigger. It's like two credit card width size that I put in a wallet, and that is a that is a tracker as well. As as well, well. So I think that they were really good in that they had, they had matured enough to where you could really use it for any version. I have a tile uh, key, so I have uh, looks like a little switchblade, you know, uh, pocket mm-hmm. uh, knife. That the pocket knife itself is a tile. It charges. Mm-hmm. I charge it every once in a while, and it has. I think I have twelve keys on it. You know, they're all screwed in, so it just looks like a. Um, a uh, utility knife that you pull out a key, but that device is a tile, so I can search for it. So I think that they've got a ways to go to really be as clean and useful, Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that they're unfortunately going to do really, really well because they have the the integration already built in with everything else. Um, So yeah, I'll probably end up using it down the road. I'll tell you right now, I I bought into the tile uh, environment. I have a a little tile disc in my camera bag, actually both camera bags. I have one, I told you I have one in my wallet. I have one set of keys. I have a keychain. Um, each of those things, I can pull up the tile app and see where they are. Now, the sensitivity is going to be fantastic because right now, you know, I can pull it up and it says, oh, it's in your house. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Great, right? Uh, and that's good, given that each of them have a, an alarm on them. So I can say, we'll ring it. And in my house, I can turn everything off and actually hear it. But imagine I'm in the airport and I misplace my bag and I go and say, we'll ring it. Well, it tells me it's in this terminal and that's all it's telling mm-hmm. you. And ringing it's not going to help because I'm not going to be able to hear it you know, as uh, over everything. So that's where this, and I'm assuming it's using like LiDAR and things like that, Alan, right? Yep. To really dial in where it is. Yeah, if I could look and say, oh, it's actually to my left. Okay, I'm getting closer, getting closer. There it is. Yeah, that's that awesome. That is pretty cool. That is really, awesome. really cool. I like yep. that a lot. Yep. Well, I think it's, I think, you know, I remember them saying, rumoring about this like over a year ago and saying they were going to do it. And it just makes, it does make sense as they're, with the ability to track your other devices, your your Mac and Apple devices, and each other, your friends, it kind of is nice to go to one place to see everything you're tracking. Um, so, so you're I saying do hate, that you know, the Apple one is going to be able to narrow down more, or you hope yes, it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. It's Kyle right now, like, will just basically tell you, like, on your map, yeah. like your Apple map, you know, just say, it's here. And right. it doesn't really say like it's around this corner or it's down this hall. So yeah. you just have to kind of find it in that general yes. area. But these are supposedly, I would assume also too, you got to be in an area with, you know, some sort of form of network connectivity to do this directional finding, yep. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you're out there as well. I think they're Bluetooth as well as Wi-Fi. There. So it's possible that it can. But the idea being, it would actually show you on a map. Say, okay, going yeah. this direction to get to your device, and yeah, like geocaching. Like mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that. Yes, yeah, a little bit of a game of hot or cold. You know, are you getting hotter yeah. or colder, moving in that direction? So, yeah, for that for that reason, I'm I'm curious to see how they work. And uh, you said it you know, was just like be anything else. Thirty dollars. Yeah, Thirty dollars each, or you can get one. four for a hundred. Yeah. So, huh. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. It's pricey. I have a hard time plunking down thirty bucks on something that's just going to track something for me. And to me, if it was a ten, fifteen dollar item, I'd be buying them up left and right and putting them on everything. But, sure. Um, yeah, thirty yeah. bucks is a little more intentional. You know, you got to think yeah. about: is it worth doing it or not? Well, when so. I have six wallets, I don't need. That. <laughs> yeah, right. see, that's not, where it could be a little bit. I'm of a not trying to there. pay that for six of them, so that's right. fine. Yeah. Well, and er- and earlier we thought you were going to put one on every loyalty card. So no kidding. That would have <laughs> <that would've> been <laughs> interesting. Because I do have a lot where, of that. Where no, did my Coles target Coles uh, <laughs> card go? Every well, every every day. It's funny, you know. Wes can't find his sunglasses every day. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one thing he cannot find every day. That's not technology or anything like that. But he can't find his sunglasses. I have many wallets that I'm carrying. I switch in the purses and I find them later and I'm bad about it. I shouldn't do that. But I don't like carrying around a big wallet. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. that makes a difference. But like I said, they're always in my house. So that's why I would obviously need yeah. a sensitivity thing or whatever. That would be a totally yeah. different reasoning. I don't know that I would use it for that. Um, I would do more just like put one of these air, air, just put, just put one of these air tags right in the middle of Wes's sunglasses. I mean, That'll look <laughs> there you go. Stylish yeah. and you never lose Tell them. exactly where to go. Yeah. yeah. But it's, Alan. I think it's more the, the, the big stuff, right? The cameras, the yeah. devices, that type of yeah. stuff makes sense. Yep. And Alan, do you know, uh, will this also have a speaker on it? Will make a, make a noise like a tile? Uh, you can ring it, I, I think assume. so. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't have that for sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw from the demo that, yeah, there was, there was yeah. an audible sound as well you could do. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll give my one last little plug for this. Not that I'm that excited about plunking down the money, but uh, one of the big issues that Tile has had is that people have not been that confident with a company knowing exactly where their stuff is, the security right behind it. Apple, I'm not that worried about, right? If there's one company that I trust in terms of knowing locations and knowing where things are and keeping things secure, uh, I think Apple will do that uh, well. I think they'll uh, they'll hide uh, hide that information so that it can't get hacked as easily. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Or listen, guys, there is one other announcement that I was going to mention, but honestly, we've uh, we've had so much to say about all the other announcements. I'm not really going to spend a lot of time on it. Just saying that they did launch Apple also during this event launched a podcast subscription service, you know, just FYI, podcasts have been primarily free for pretty much everybody on the Apple store. Every podcast on there is free. They have released a way now over the next month. It's not official yet, but it will be coming out in the next month or so where you can actually sub- pay for a more premium level subscription service to different premium levels of different shows could mean ad free content could mean uh, shows that put out a higher uh, caliber show that you pay for in addition to their free one. This one is still taking a little exploring. They're opening up to producers and other people to get involved with it over the next month. I, I kind of feel like that may be a, a whole different uh, topic episode in a future discussion when we have a little more information about it. So it's still so new. I don't want to jump the gun and, and, and pick it apart yet until we've had a chance to play with it. So that's okay with you guys. We can do that. Yeah, I think that's fine. Although I'm super confused when you said you had one more. I thought for sure the most important one was going to be that Ted Lasso season two's trailer is out and that it's coming out now. July, what is it? July 23rd, I think, something like that. thought that was what you were going with, but okay, I'm 
super confused. <laughs> well, right. you just ruined my brother's in tech suggestion for the episode okay. we're going to record in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Uh, cut thank cut you, and thank rewind. You for doing that. Thank you for doing that. I'm so excited. I've been prepping for that suggestion pick for all day now. And now you it's are welcome. I'm going to make you be nimble I'll, now. I'll come up with another one when we get to our suggestion show. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that is the the Apple announcements from their event just this week. I uh, just thought it'd be great for us to get some initial reactions and think about kind of how these new products or technologies could be useful in our own personal lives. And uh, yeah, that's great. We're going to go ahead and uh, May Margaret, you did a great job. Can you can you uh, come back next week for another episode um, with us? Yes, I still have plenty of things to either a pick on you guys about or tell you that I don't like that you are using. Okay, good. I feel like I well, that's was, what we look forward to. It was we not love. a fan of, well, let's, of stuff. let's just yeah. hope your internet doesn't work on the first of those two things. So you know, there you go. I, I'm here to please. I'm sure I can make that happen. <laughs> well, great. Well, I mean, Margaret, if you could come back next week when we record the next episode, uh, please wear the same thing you're wearing now. And I want you to be in the exact same For the video position. We're going to do the same. Right, we're yeah. going to, we're going to look exactly the same. Got we, it. We're all about consistency here. We want to keep it yep. consistent. Okay. I can do um, that. <laughs> so that is Mary Margaret Baker. She is the creative director with uh, Jackson creative producing a lot of online social media content and management and video production and podcast production mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And uh, Brian Jackson, co-host here, uh, also a kinesiology professor with uh, Pacific University. I am product director with Synaptic. And I'm Alan Jackson, with also with Jackson Creative uh, Video and Multimedia Content. Is multimedia even a word now that we use? I think it is. I still use it. I like it's it. It's all multimedia now, isn't it, really? But it's all multimedia. Okay. Everything's multimedia. So, <laughs> But that's what I do. And uh, so with that... Thanks for listening today, and uh, we will be back next week with another episode. The same crew here. We'll get back together. We'll have another topic to discuss. And uh, thanks a lot, Brian. If somebody wants to reach out to us, uh, get a question or inquiry about anything we talked about, how can they go ahead go about getting a hold of us? Yeah, drop us an email at info at themesh.tv. It's info at themesh.tv, and let us know uh, what you'd like to, uh, to hear us talk about in a future episode. Look forward yeah. to hearing from you. That'd be great. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.